All right, welcome to Sierra uh, Nova Comics Podcast. This is episode five. five. Yep. And uh, today our guest, it's... you're going to have to say that last name, Todd Mulrooney. Well, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Got my contacts <laughs> in today. Great. Um, so uh, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Uh, I'm Todd Mulrooney. Uh, I've worked in comics for professionally for the last four years I always kind of dabbled in them and professionally maybe the last two years you know where you start making money I consider that where you're yeah going pro <laughs> yeah because you cut your teeth you do a lot of things for free and um what we've been doing here lately and, and the reason you guys brought me here is we've been building a brand YouTube channel uh, YouTube channel we have a bunch of creators involved and currently scouting for YouTubers. And we're trying to create a hub so that people, uh, you know, who do a campaign or crowdfund or, or have smaller channels to make bigger channels so that you have a place where you can go and be seen by a bigger audience as you're getting your start. So anyone who's getting a start or having, you know, uh, starting out in this venture of crowdfunding or whatever, they, they'd be able to come to us and work with us putting up original content as their book is going or as they're producing or whatever. And, and the idea is not to have to rely on anybody, but to always have sort of a home where they can go and, you know, you get an audience out of what we do, right? And we're not there. Obviously, we're not here, but that, that's what we're trying to get to is that, you know, 10,000 subs or higher. And, and then that way, they're, the more – because there's a lot of books out there, beautiful books, like – your guys' Milky book is really beautiful. Uh, there's uh, City of Venus, and he's only got about a, a little under 10 grand. But these are really quality books, and we're just trying to create a place where we can get as many eyes on things, and you know, even including the original content that we have. Like I said, we're looking for YouTubers, we're looking for animators, whoever, you know. And, and sometimes creating a channel takes a lot of work, so we have a lot of people doing that work. Or that's the idea of it. So as long as there's something like consistency, we'll build a YouTube channel. And and sometimes that's hard when you're a single person working a, a, a job, a different job outside of YouTube or outside of comics or outside of whatever your project is, then trying to do that project and try to create that base. It's really tough. It's a lot to ask. So we're trying to create the base for you. And that's really the genesis of, of what YouTube is. I mean, what what uh, Indycom TV is. That's really the genesis of what that is. So that's what we're doing right now. Um, I'm also working on uh, Florida Man, which is a book with Mike Barron. Uh, he's shopping that round for uh, a publisher. And uh, I'm also getting back to a book that I've been working on for over a year. I, I have about 12 pages done, and that's called Ignition. A, a lot of people in the community have seen some of the pages and, and know that I've been talking about that, even on my own channel. I've been talking about ignition for over a year, so it's time to get back to that a little bit. And and we're also uh, a bunch of us at Indycom TV are s- just branching out to webtoons. We're going to do our own webtoon. Um, we looked at the market and we looked at what it does. And as far as uh, eyes on your work and creating a base, uh, artistically creating a base, it, it really is the place to be. Um, and, and the only way to really push comics and sort of save them, so to speak, hashtag quotes, if you're going to save comics, you have to affect the youth culturally. You know, look what goes on over there in Japan 
and how that affects the culture. If it, it ties into um, music, movies, manga, they all tie in together. Everyone's dressing like it. Everyone's watching the shows. Uh, it's it's sort of a countercultural movement. And so, for for if we're going to do something like that and sort of create a bigger base, um, we need you know where do kids get their content? Really, the phone. Everybody's looking at their phone. So Webtoons is really geared for your phone. So we're going to try it out and see how that goes. Um, I know that seems like a lot of things, but when you're really when you're really trying to do this game for the aspect of creating a book, you really got to the marketing and the social media aspect is is very, even if you just wanted to work at Image or Marvel or DC, you post every day, every single day. Get your work out there. Get it. Get it noticed. Keep showing that you're getting better. Uh, you might think nobody's watching. Having, having done this for as many years as I have, they are watching. They won't comment, right? <laughs> uh, editors always won't comment. That's a given because they're afraid you're going to, oh, you stole my idea. That They're always afraid of that kind of stuff. But they are watching. So if you're posting every day and you're getting better and you're trying to get some notice and you're trying to get eyes on any anything that you're doing, you got to keep consistent. Absolutely. That's awesome because uh, that's definitely a big part of uh, – what we're trying to do is build like the resources necessary to help indie artists out. And so that's why it's great to connect with uh, channels like yours so that we can actually help, you know, spread the word of other places that people can go. Uh, you know, on, on our platform, we have tons of creators putting up their comics there, but we always tell them like, you can post it wherever you think you're going to get views. Like that's the goal. Like we don't want to hinder anyone. We want to just open the doors for people. Yeah, when you talk about when you talk about resources, that's that's another thing. We're trying to build that too. I just thought about that today when when I connected with a, a guy who taught me how to color. It's Chris Sotomayor, and he colors for Comic Experience. Uh, it's just like a uh, like a nine week course that you take online, about three hours a night, uh, once a week, and uh, that was a really good asset. So these assets are out there. These people, I didn't realize he had a channel. So I was thinking about a series of videos of, you know, uh, where to, if you want to learn a color and you, and you don't have the money, there are these three guys or four guys that are doing it on YouTube that are that are talking well. That's important. Just like uh, uh, Richard Friend talks inking well and a couple other guys talk uh, process well. You know, the resources is there, and, and, and that's, a good, that's a good idea what you guys are thinking about as far as, you know, uh, linking people together is what you're talking about. Networking and, and having sort of a, uh, a community, and it's a yeah. virtual community, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, and the big thing, too, is, uh, so actually, I do marketing for my other business, and uh, one of the hardest things uh, when, like, you know, jumping into this venture is trying to figure out, you know, when you're selling somebody say like it's a weight loss supplement, it's pretty easy to sell it. Goal, you know, objective, tool. But with uh, basically anything that's comic book related, the goal is escapism. It's to get away from everything. But now it's like, how do you find out who likes what? Because a lawyer and the garbage man might like the same comic book, right? So you have to like figure out how to get to such a large audience uh, and basically just spread the word of as many things as you can and hopefully figure out what sticks. So it's a, it's a very interesting um, venture to go on. <laughs> yeah, 
let me mention that Ron, um, uh, Joseph White here uh, is one of our talented creators at um, Incom TV. He created that that logo that you've seen that's animated. Yeah, he did that from from scratch to finish all by himself. You know, he's very talented. Uh, he's a comic book artist. Um, dude, there's really nothing he can't do. He's, he puts his mind to it, and he can do anything. So uh, why don't you tell him what you do and who you are, Joe? Oop, is he there? Can you? <laughs> I saw that he unmuted himself, but he, I can't hear him. Now he's muted again. <laughs> He's having some kind of issues. <laughs> so please stand well, by. <laughs> yeah, let's not have. Uh, well, you, Joe. Joe's working with. You know, we're working behind the scenes together, obviously, to tr try to. Like I do the recruiting. Joe makes sure he does. Um, takes care of contacting everybody. Uh, that's part of it. We have, you know. It started with about 25 comic creators, to, to, you know, to be honest. These guys were in comics. Some of them had books that have been successful. Some of them had, had books that were out. Some of them were beginning their books, and some of them were from other communities. Because there's sort of a, a, a divide between Kickstarter and Indiegogo. And I got some Kickstarter guys to come join us, uh, Vince Cruzio with, with Pussycats. Uh, who's, his book is a sci-fi book about uh, Area 51. Um, which, which, by the way, that's what he should be doing is if he does Facebook ads, he should be targeting the crap out of that one page, the uh, the fifth Area 51 raid. Right, right. <laughs> just, just yeah, he is in the hashtag, and, um, and he used it in the campaign um, that just recently launched. But he's just another one of those guys that, that we brought on who has also years of experience having worked at uh, Diamond for about 25 years. Cool. Um, and we got out there. You know, there's a bunch of guys, but they're not, see, what we're finding is they're not YouTubers. It takes, if you're, nobody's out to be a star, right? Sometimes these kids or these people, they become absolutely famous and make a lot of money on YouTube. And we're not trying to do that. We're just trying to get these guys to realize, hey, this channel will grow if it has some kind of content every day if somebody sees because no matter who does something i'm the one handling the and joe handling the uh the sharing and the in the uh, embedding and all that into the into all these social media stuff we'll get it seen you know and so if there's anyone out there that wants to be a part of indycom tv that is willing to do youtube create content videos whether they are they just have to be sort of not comic centric but geek centric they have to be whether they're reviews of movies or or uh, like hot topics having to do with related stuff even some gaming you know if you want to do that and you, even if you want to be comedic at it we'd love to have you because what that's kind of what we realize now is yeah we had 20 some in, odd individuals who are part of it but they're reluctant to know what to do and they're having a little bit of trouble getting going. Now some guys are going and they're doing really good. We got Preston Poland who's doing an excellent job with reviews. 
we got John Dillard who does sort of a I'll draw your OC in sort of in my style. So he's got kids sending them crayon drawings and he's <laughs> turning them into these beautiful pieces of art. That's awesome. Yeah. He's 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 very talented. He's one of the other talented people sort of behind the scenes really doing a lot. That's John Dillard at Dillard Draws. He has his own channel. Uh, where he has tons of content. Um, he is really in this to to make a name for himself. And his webtoon uh, is already up. It's already up. It's called Cosmonaut. Cosmonaut? Sounds familiar. <laughs> I'll have to, have to look that up later. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Joe, are you... Are you you want to speak now? <laughs> I can barely... I can almost hear him. Can you guys almost say, let me Let me turn up this volume real quick, see if I can... I heard static that time. Uh. Nope. Like if you tried turning it on and off again. <laughs> hmm. Maybe come out and come back in? Yeah, the link should still work if you just close the tab. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> questions you guys have for what we're doing over at Income TV? Uh, well, uh, one of the questions was, what is it all about? But he pretty much said that. Pretty much nailed it. Um, <laughs> um, so, where do you see, see IndieCom TV in like the next five years? Well, you know what? We hope to be a little bit more diversified than we are now, right? Got, we're planning a uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast type show where the person we're interviewing is, is interviewed by an animated character who's called Do- uh, Captain Independence. Um, so that's, <laughs> that, 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 you know, Joe's actually working on that in, that, uh, behind the scenes. And awesome. we also, five years from now, wow, we, we hope to have a, uh, a big number of subscribers because I know this will evolve, right? Yeah. And it will also revolve. I've been saying that from day one. We'll have people who kind of come and go They'll use it for when it's beneficial for them, right? They might have a campaign, and it might be a 60 campaign, so maybe they'll do three months with us, and then when it's done, they'll probably go. And that's fine. That's why it was built. It's not a, it's not a gated community. It's an open-door policy. You can come. You can come back. You can go. Uh, we're not tied to any, um, uh, any of the agendas out there. We're not tied to uh, any movements. This is purely pure entertainment from indep- uh, independent level. Uh, granted, uh, some of the reviews done by Preston Poulter are of DC and Marvel Comics, and, and that's fine too, because you know what, That's you're trying to uh, target as many people as you can. That's the thing, you, if you wanna sell something, you wanna sell a hamburger to a vegetarian on cheat day. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> trying to you wanna say that again? Just say that again. Want to sell a hamburger to a vegetarian on cheat day? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna wait. just take that. I'm gonna give me the title. Let's give me the title of the, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so that way, you you you're not splitting up your audience right out of the gate. You're not part of CG. You're not part of this. You're not part of that. And we wanted to create a home for that, where everyone was welcome. We're not out tipping any windmills or or, or talking about any kind of politics or an agenda. That stuff is really not meant for comics. Um, it's 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 really just it's escapism. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah, we want to get it back to that adventure. My book Ignition is such a uh, 
Peter Parker from the 80s. You know, Peter Parker was Spider-Man. He had 100 problems with being Spider-Man and wasn't one of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nine problems with Spider-Man ain't one of them. <laughs> yeah. Ignition has a thousand problems, but being Ignition isn't one of them. And that's the story of Ignition. That's awesome, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alright guys, I didn't mean to Oh, we hear you Yeah <laughs> I uh, unplugged my preamp um, On accident so. That's okay <laughs> It's all good what was, oh, what was the question we had? What, oh, did what, it... it was just what I do, I think um, I'm just a comic book artist Been doing comic books for Off and on for about 10 years now And um, I met Todd about A year ago, almost a year ago and uh, we decided to do the Indycom TV together, and um, ever since then, it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just the, the guy behind the scenes uh, talking to people and making some cartoons. We got a cartoon coming out. We're going to start doing a, a Space Ghost-style yeah, interview yeah. show for our channel, which is a lot of fun. And um, our first guest is uh, going to be the guy who created Earthworm Jim, Doug Knapel. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. I'm sorry for the technical problems. That's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It's, uh, it's only episode five. We, we're still getting used to it. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think our second podcast we had, or no, it was our third podcast, right? Technically a third, yeah. Technically it was our third podcast. We had a bar pop up on our, like on the window of the recording, and it stayed there the whole time, and we didn't know. So it's, like, right in the middle of the window. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. No, we've had worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, IndieCom TV, um, it's a great place for anybody who enjoys comic books or, or loves creating uh, anything within the realm of geekdom. They can stop by and uh, check out what's going on. We're trying to give it the feel of an actual network to where you have a, a, a big, broad uh, excuse me, range of variety. Um, so we're, we're hoping to have cartoons. Um, interview shows, uh, skits, you know, all kinds of fun little things. Because um, you don't really see that around YouTube anymore. A lot of it's this like drama-oriented type stuff, you know. Yeah, you don't see the you don't see the uh, what's it called? Uh, what was that Joe cartoon? Like those messed up cartoons back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, that used to be like the entirety of the internet until like 2008. It was like 2009, yeah. something like that. Yeah. That, that's the war of this generation is, is drama on YouTube so um, but yeah it's, it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, we're really excited about the whole thing he, I sound kind of low right now I just woke up I forget that Todd's two hours ahead of me so I almost missed the show <laughs> <laughs> oh so, so where are you both from? Well, I'm, I'm from Springfield, Massachusetts oh nice yeah so you're in our time zone <laughs> yeah I'm in uh, Denver Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, that's, that's the thing about uh, the virtual community is uh, uh, like the Coffee Aki Hilbara show is, is hosted by Chester Busby, who's out of Japan. Uh, he does a great job on his own channel, and that's why I really wanted to do something. So I got him to commit to an hour a week to do a interview-type show, and, and lining up guests for him is my job. And, and uh, you know, that, that's the thing about this. This is a community... 
and the veil uh like i used to talk about why why do youtube why is why is ethan van skyver telling me i have to do youtube and i kind of figured it out it's that you're breaking the veil between the creator and his work and you whereas you used to be able to maybe go see him at a convention or whatever and you'd go oh i really love your work and you saw my book well now it's even a little different you can ask me questions while i'm drawing you can get to know me uh i let you in a little bit on the process um and, and i'll try to teach along the way that's kind of what i do i try to talk to it like i know it whether i do or don't <laughs> and, and, and i'm a digital artist uh so I, I talk a lot about clip studio and stuff like that and and that's what i was doing on my channel right because I, I i i began it when i was coloring a uh, a children's book and so I, that's what else i started with was okay i'm gonna just do this live because this isn't really my audience but I'll, I'll figure it out as I go and and it's you know it kind of worked for a while I didn't I didn't really stick to it but I get the idea of it because it's all about community and it's all about these relationships and and sort of having like me and Joe like he said it's fun right why is it fun because we do this all day we hang out and people come and they go and we have laughs and we go and we uh, we, we, we do things like crash other shows and start talking we have a couple of accounts and we'll, start talking, we'll start talking like oh my god hey look who's in here hey it's joe you know and so we have a little fun with it. we're trying we're trying to get our name out there right and we're trying to get subscribers so we try to think of ways every day that while we're working because we're drawing all the time especially joe joe's drawing uh 16 hours a day uh, oh wow probably draw six hours a day but we the other part of the time is trying to think about this channel and growing it and thinking about this community and, and sort of like me, I'm always looking for new people. Um, I'm a little hesitant to ask people that have a lot of subscribers because I don't want them to think I'm asking them because I need them. I want them to know that, you know, eventually we'll get there. So anybody that, like I said, it's not gated. Anybody that wants to come, if you have a, uh, you know, uh, something that you can bring original to the to the programming. Uh, ideally, hey, if it ran twenty four seven, great. That, that was like when you said a network. We are trying to create sort of a network. We're trying to create something that's on and you can go to. Maybe there's some live talk. Maybe there's some roundtable talk. Maybe uh, the animation stuff. A game show. We want to do a game show or two, two game shows probably. Mm -hmm. um, so those things are all in the works in the background. And, and, and we do have fun because you know what? It is a lot of laughs. Just we're, we're starting to have too much fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. I was actually gonna say, uh, I was just pulling it up. Um, definitely, uh, do you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? So I would definitely recommend looking him up. He is a social media marketer who started a business back in 2000, I want to say like 13 is when his business started. Is that, that like, yeah, some, somewhere, somewhere around there. But uh, basically, uh, if you're a big wine drinker, you might know him as the wine guy from Wine Library TV. But uh, he basically, uh, he, he uh, was it immigrated? Yeah, there you go. Immigrated from, um, where, where was he from? Belarus. Somewhere, Belarus, there, yeah, from Belarus, uh, over in, uh, the Soviet Union during, like, the Cold War time, and when he came over here, his, uh, dad, uh, you know, small immigrant family couldn't make much money, his dad ends up saving up, uh, some money, buys a discount liquor store, and when he's growing up, 
this whole time he's this little entrepreneur selling like lemonade, but not like one stand. Like he's got seven stands and he's paying his friends to run them, right? So it's just some, some little, he's, he's crazy. Like he just is, um, he's always had like this entrepreneurial knack. And what happened was when he saw the internet come out, he's like, oh, right? And he ended up creating a um, YouTube channel and talking about wine. And he did it in the most authentic way where he was just like, Oh, this tastes like bubble gum, right? As opposed to like, oh, the fragrance of whatever in it, right? So he, he did that way back before anyone else was doing it. And he took his dad's company, which his dad had built it up to $3 million a year, which obviously isn't profit, but it's, you know, the, the revenue coming in. And he, I think he grew it to $60 million a year. And yeah, so he rapidly. So then what happened was after he saved up a bunch of money, he ended up moving to New York City um, cause he didn't own any part of the company cause that's not how like immigrant families work. He ends up moving to New York city, starting his own company. And now he has the fastest growing digital, uh, it's not even digital marketing. It's the fastest growing marketing company in the world right now. It's growing faster than any other marketing company has ever grown previously either. And, uh, he talks about a big concept, which is document over create. And so instead of trying to create content, you should just be documenting everything and then throw it up there and see what people think about it, right? Test it. Maybe people love it. Like, I, it's so funny. I, I have a channel for myself for Instagram and one for my business. Then we have one for this business. In my personal channel, I just take pictures of what I do every day. Like, one thing I've created a habit of is making my bed every day as a, like a self-development thing, right? And, period, and then I, I take a picture of my breakfast because I eat like a healthy breakfast every day. And one day I, I, I didn't post and I got a message from somebody and they're like, hey, you all right? Like people are watching all the time and you don't realize it to your point earlier. And uh, so I figured I'd mention that. But that's that's the huge reason why YouTube is big is um, one thing that Gary Vaynerchuk talks about is people try to create content and they're like, I want people to read it from a comic book store or I want them to watch it on you know HBO. And it's like, don't try to put it where you want to see it. Put it so others can find it, and so he he has like a whole a whole book. Here, actually, yeah, ironic for starting there. Um, jab, 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 right hook, and the entire concept is just uh, going uh, creating content for each of the platforms, so that like if you just write a blog on your page and you're like, I'm not going to put it on Medium because it's going to mess with my SEO, right? It's like, no. Like, if people don't go to your website and they do go to Medium, give it to them on Medium. That's where they read all their other blogs, right? Why Why are you going to make them have to do something inconvenient when you're the one looking for their attention, right? And so that's, that's like a huge concept. And then the thing you were mentioning earlier made me think of this other book. You're talking about, um, you know, hopping into chats and being like, oh, my God, look, Joe's here. And there's uh, this book called uh, Guerrilla Marketing. I would highly recommend checking out. And that's what that is. It's like, you know, just getting in there. Like I, I've seen um, there, there's a company in California who they paid a bunch of kids to pretend like they won a – I think it was like a hockey game for their region. And so they went on TV and like they went right up to the – what what's the Good Morning, Good Morning America, whatever channel – ABC something I don't know what it is in New York City it's yeah. Good Morning America yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I'm talking about but yeah no I'm saying but the well, company was in California but they oh. did it they sent kids here and they're holding up jerseys like they won this hockey <laughs> thing but but the city that they were talking about was in a TV show that was about to be released 
<laughs> so it was like people, and and they thought that they won. They gave the the anchor a jer- a jersey, and he's all excited about it. Had no idea it was a made up city, but it was based off of this uh, this um, show that was going to come out, and so that name was in the back of people's head. <laughs> Right, and so like that's that's the type of like crazy girl marketing tactics you can get into when you really you know dive deep into it, and you know it, it's uh what is it, like attention arbitrage. You're just trying to get everywhere, um, regardless of how that how other people might view it. Like don't don't care what they think. You're just trying to get people to see something. If they don't like it, that's fine. There's eight thousand other things they can look at in the next fifteen seconds by just scrolling past. Other, but you want you just want to get that one person who does want to see it. And that's that's who you're looking for. Yeah, we're really trying to figure out the whole YouTube thing as far as uh, creating the right tags and titles and this and that. We're really we do try some things, you know, um, and uh, we'll see how far we can take it. I'm hoping, like I said, I hope it's a hub where man, I gotta bring my book over there, and and, and whether you want to get on our show or you want to work with us for a couple months uh by creating content all fine and dandy you know what i mean and in that way you don't feel like you need a, a particular person right you don't feel like you need geez if i don't get on that guy's show I'm, I'm i might not get get funded no you know what let's get as many people into one place where there is no drama there is no gate and they'll be able to come and utilize indycom tv to the best of their advantage because it is what you make of it, right? And granted, we have some guys that they're slow going and they haven't gotten started yet. And we have some guys really getting out of the gate and have already perfected it and figured it out. So, you know, it, it'll always be like that. You know, it'll always be like that. There'll be plenty of people who raise their hand and say, oh, I want to do it. And then the, the fear of coming live or the fear of something will always sort of get a hold of them. And they'll just sort of cower into the corner because they're afraid of of something that's really not there. You, 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 there, there, I don't care if there's a million people watching it or one person watching, you're just communicating to that person, right? Because it doesn't matter. You know, it's all a figment, but you're trying to communicate your idea or your, your project or whatever it is that you're trying to get them to look at. And you're just trying to communicate to that person, one person. And then if there's a hundred people watching, great for you. And if there's only one person watching, you talk to that one person, like he's your buddy, and he'll believe in what you're you're trying to uh, do with whatever book. Now, not not every book is for everybody, right? So you you might have that person who comes, he comes one time, and goes, I'm not into sci-fi, and he's gone. That's fine. That's <laughs> you create enough other if you have enough other content and other type books. That's why if this is for if any con becomes a hundred people, fine. That's all the better, you know. And, and, and that's what we're hoping, hoping to do eventually. Five years down the road, that's what I'd love. That it just is, is a self-sustaining system for marketing, uh, cross-marketing. You know, originally we really wanted everyone to talk about whoever was campaigning at, at the time. And, and see, if you watch some of Preston's uh, videos, he talked a little bit about Shinobi Sasquatch, which was in demand at the time. So we've laxed up a little bit on some of those things. But we eventually, those things will really be part of the, the, the channel. That there'll, there'll be plenty of mentions by other people doing content of a book that you that you might be part of, but you're not doing content that day, right? That's the other thing, is, is to try to help each other out, to be a community for each other. 
That's great. Yeah, there's a there's actually a, a article you should check out. It's um, been highly popularized uh, in the entrepreneur community, and it's called One Thousand True I Fans. Really always thinking yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I never really think of that. Basically, it's it's so it's by Kevin Kelly, who's a serial entrepreneur, but it's been referenced by. Uh, have you ever heard of a book called The Four Hour Work Week? Yes. Yeah. So like that's like the entrepreneurs, you know, Bible start. You know, I think it was written in like what two thousand nine, and since then there's been you know several several hundred or thousand uh, entrepreneurs who are now millionaires after reading that book and really applying all of its rules, and um, one of the things that 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 same author he's written like five other best selling books, uh, but he basically talks about he he's preached multiple times on his podcast and on. Uh, several other platforms about that one article, the thousand true fans. And the entire concept is that if you can capture a thousand true fans and what they mean by a true fan is someone who is willing to buy everything or anything and everything that you ever produce ever. Right. And if, if, if you get a, a thousand true fans, that's enough for you to have a sustainable, um, like have whatever it is that you're trying to do, uh, create a lifestyle for you, like be, be able to actually make a living. You might not be able to get super wealthy, but you can definitely make a lot of money. Because if you think about it, if you could just sell a hundred dollars worth of product a year, but you have a thousand people that are going to buy it no matter what every single time, you're getting a hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Like, and so that's the concept, and it, it's super powerful. And instead of trying to, there's so many people that are like. My comic book is for everybody. It's like your comic book is gonna fail. Like that's <laughs> yeah. That if your comic book is for everyone, it's for no one. You need to have it for a specific set of people. Like the comic books that we've seen be super successful are the ones that are like this isn't for everyone. But and then they start talking about it. And then the second they said that, there's somebody who's like, ooh, oh, I like this interesting thing that's just for me, right? And that's that's the whole concept. Is that you can. That that's the reason why we're trying to help, like like you were saying, cross uh, pollinate and be like, hey, all you a hundred thousand people that we might have grabbed your attention at one point, here's a comic, and maybe there is a thousand people in that audience that might like this comic, and then we pull up another one. It's totally different, right? Like the sci-fi versus fantasy versus you know superheroes, right? Like we got you know so having that that different sample audience to pull from uh, will hopefully be very impactful. And then that's when you get stuff for YouTube. Like you should have like playlists that are based on genres so that people can, you know, basically follow a playlist rather than just the whole channel. And that's a great way to like capture much larger audiences. Yeah. We we have been thinking about that when we began as far as creating different playlists, as far as hitting a demographic, because I really wanted to get some, I really want to hit the young demographic, and, I, and I've been trying to actually get some young YouTubers to join and do content for us because that's really uh, my daughter watches about six to seven hours of YouTube a day, uh. way more than I ever have or ever would. So there's something to be said about that demographic too, right? Because eventually they might be consumers. They may not be. They may consume this video or this kid's you know, whatever he's doing, race cars or slot racing or whatever he's doing. They, they may not be consumers yet, but they may be consumers a year from now or two years from now. Yeah, I, we have still yet to draw straws on who's going to wear the purple dinosaur outfit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's funny, too, because uh, um, at my place, we have uh, we, my, my cousin, who's my roommate, he, he got this uh, really nice router, so it has a bunch of different bandwidths we can pull stuff like, because I, I do like gaming and stuff like that, and so does he, so we're able to separate it, but it also tracks internet flow, 
and he called, he told me one day, he's like, yo, look at this. And he showed me my internet usage and it was like two thirds YouTube. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Cause I like, got like, I, I, I'll do work and I'll just have YouTube in the background all the time. Like I'll, I'll be listening to like, like he knows, like I'll, I'll be listening to, you know, various channels, just, you know, consuming content while I'm like typing away or, at something. Or like stand up comedy. Yeah, or stand up comedy. <laughs> yeah, I watch that a lot too. So it's just like yeah, like that that's the thing is you wanna find someone who like that's a, that that thousand true fans. You wanna find someone who it doesn't matter what they're doing, they heard you're doing something new, they're they're leaving work early that day to go get the thing that you told them that you're gonna have. Let's let's face it, YouTube is personal and intimate. Because when you watch say you watch Doug Tenable every day inking Earthworm Jim and he's saying hi to his wife and the kids, and no, this one's off the camp. You're actually, you're in his living room almost. You're getting to know him. You know what? He's trying. What he's trying to do is give you a, not just a comic, right? But a book that you want to put on your shelf. And there's something to be said about that too, because if you're gonna crowdfund, right, and you're gonna crowdfund a floppy, a twenty or forty page floppy. Uh, 25 bucks is a lot of money to ask and, and 25 bucks is kind of that, that, you know, shipping limit and all that. So you're actually getting your money, uh, for, for everything that it costs, because granted this costs money, right. To, to crowdfund a book when you're going to go in and you're going to fulfill it and all that. So really it's a different, it, it has to be kind of thought out differently. You have to look at the people that are doing it successfully, like Brian Polito of Coffin Comics. And, and do what Doug Tenaples has been talking about a little bit in the community as far as, you know what, if you give them something that they can treasure, a collectible, you might get them to buy two or three because they go, well, it costs a lot. If I buy three, I save a little bit of money and I'll sell that one because he signed it on, it on eBay and I'll be able to get his next one. Pretty <laughs> smart. Oh, yeah. Smart idea. Yeah, no, it's funny. Uh... There's a, another guy I follow. That poster back there is from their comic. It's uh, IT Comics. It's called Neon Future. Uh, I think it's up here. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Neon Future? That, that image looks familiar. Or not that one. <laughs> no, not our comic. Yeah, that's right back there. It's uh, right here. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. Awesome. Yeah. This is this is Steve Aoki. Um, they he partnered with um, the company IT Comics to create an entire comic book brand. And I, I saw them in New York city during New York comic con. And because of that, I bought like all, every, all of their comics. I have one that's signed by the artist, the, uh, what is it? The artist, the writer, the creator, and the founder of the company. So it's like, I, I have a bunch of signatures on it. Like that, that's awesome. I'm not going to read that one. So I had to get another one. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, you're right. Like that, that's, that's the whole point. If you get somebody who's truly interested in what, um, in what you're doing, like, yeah, they're, they're going to want all of it. And, and, uh, back to that, uh, being in the living room thing. That's why another big platform you should definitely check out is, uh, Instagram and IGTV because that's been getting huge. Like, um, there's a, there's a marketer named Seth Godin. He is one of like the, you know, world renowned marketers for like the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years. He's, he, for, for example, one thing he's been doing is writing a blog a day every day for like the last 12, 14 years, something like that. And uh, so he's been perfecting his writing and all of that. And he, he refused to be on any other social media. He had no social media accounts. He only had his one website and that was it. 
And this year he opened up on Instagram. So if the, you know, marketing God who was like, let everyone come to you, all of a sudden it creates an Instagram account. I was watching that. I was like, oh, that's huge. And specifically he's on Instagram live. Like when you, you, you know, you pop your phone up, you know, do some artists, he'll do Q and A with people. You see for him, because he's never been on any platform before. He's finally on one where you can engage with him. You, you walk in there and you're like, oh, there's 10 people. Oh, there's 10,000 people. Wait, what, what happened? <laughs> like, it just instantly, it, the crowd fills in there because people are waiting for him. And so that's the thing is like, like if, if, if someone like that finds that platform useful, I, that's the reason why I would definitely recommend that for video platform. Uh, for IG. Or IG. IGTV. It's, from, it's through Instagram. Um, yep. But yeah, it's the IGTV platform. Like even for me, I did a couple videos where I just, I just discussed, um, one of the books that I've read. And after doing a couple videos of that, I jumped up like a hundred followers without, without doing any, like actively trying to like message people or chat with people. Like it was very quick. And it's just the fact that, um, well, first off Instagram wants people to use it. So their algorithm will promote that more than a standard post. So that, that right there is a huge benefit and that benefit won't last forever. Um, that's another thing that Gary Vaynerchuk, that guy I was talking about earlier, he, he, he always talked about like go all in on these platforms that are working now because they're like not. new ones. Yeah, like, like Facebook went like, like, like this and now it's going to be going like this for a while and it's going to be going down. It's not like it's going to crash. Like, it, could, it could, but it's not like it's going to just crash overnight. It's more like it's already hit its peak where you paid like a, like a penny to reach 10,000 people. Now it's not that anymore. You got to pay much more. But the thing is, it's going to slowly cost more and you're going to slowly reach less the longer it goes on. And so by getting on those other platforms sooner, that's the best way to do it. Like, uh, you, you know, same with YouTube. That's why the people that were on there in 2006, 2009, those are some of the people that have like millions of subscribers is because they were on there early. And then, then, then what people do is they're like, oh, no, I wasn't on in 2009, so I'll never get that many followers. So then they don't get on at all. And it's like, no, the point is get on there as soon as possible. Like the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is right now. Like don't, don't wait to do it. And since you're trying to get the young demographic, um, another good platform you could actually use that would definitely help is Snapchat. Oh, yeah. Use Snapchat. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I, I hate it. But, yeah, if you want a young audience, that's that's definitely, that's 13 to 18. Instagram is 18 to 30, 25? Yeah. Yeah, it's 18 to 25 or 25 to 18 to 35, something like that. And then Facebook is, like, 35 to 55. Yeah. And then LinkedIn's yeah. all the other ones. <laughs> I think you guys know. People get videos on Instagram. Now you can get up to a 10 minute video. Yeah. Yeah. You can't put it on, but if it's under 10 minutes, you can put it on. Now I didn't even know that until the day I, I first did it. <laughs> yeah. So, I didn't know you could do that. I thought you couldn't do that. And I said, well, I, I figured it out. I, I figured out how to do it. And, it, and, and it's actually, you know what? A lot of our videos granted, it doesn't count for YouTube, but if a lot of our videos have gotten a lot of views just on Instagram. You know, and we don't even have that many followers, so it's something I'm, I'm definitely going to have to work on, this whole IG TV thing. And yeah. just stories in general, so Instagram stories, Facebook stories, just content. Yeah, li- yeah, little, little snippets here and there. That's like what Facebook and Instagram stories are all about, is just being like, like oh, here's like a snapshot of me halfway through a drawing. And then it's like, hey, what do you think? Right, like you just little, little snippets of engagement. Uh, but yeah, it, it's the... 
It's the, hey, look, I'm following them around as they go through their day. And that's the whole point is you're their escapism, right? They, like, they, get, to, they get to be like, oh, what would it be like to be an artist? Or what would it be like to, you know, uh, see behind the scenes? And, like, that's the thing that all of these platforms have done for people. And that's the whole document versus create instead of going out there and trying to make a movie. Some people are way more fascinated about how you made the movie. Right. Yeah, we talk about that. Why don't we just go live while we're doing this? Or why don't we just do this while we're doing it? Or make a... Uh, uh, Joe's already been doing... Taking his bandy cam and setting it up and recording everything he's doing and stuff like that. Yeah. It is smart. You're right. It's a good way to just create some content uh, because you never know who it's going to appeal to. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Uh, I, I, I play video games. I used to play a lot of them. But after like getting into you know all of this business stuff, I, I dialed down a lot. And then my little brother ends up going into the Marines, and so the only way I can like you know spend time with him is to play video games with him online. So I told him one day, I'm like, I can't justify playing all these games all the time because it's eating away my time, and he's in a different time zone, so it has to overlap at poor timing. And so I go, you know what? I'm going to start a Twitch channel, and that way at least I'm building up something, even if it never makes any money. Uh, if I could somehow you know make it you know worthwhile, that then I can remove that like feeling bad that I'm hanging out with my brother, right? Because that's the only thing I can do. And I think it was two days ago, I just became an affiliate on Twitch, and now I can make, get paid to play video games. <laughs> like, that's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, no, it's nothing for money. It's a very, very small amount. But it could be enough that maybe it buys me lunch for dinner one t- one time, once a month or something like that. And I just saved yeah, money, right? My, uh, my son wants your job. but but it's but it's funny like i I, the only reason i was able to do i was even able to do it to that extent was um so like i I worked as an engineer for four years i slowly built up a marketing company on the side and now that's what i do full time uh and then this is i I do basically do this on the side because uh you know this this won't isn't paying any bills yet (laughs) but um you know so that that's how i did that and because of that i have all this I, I can work whenever I want and from wherever I want. And so because of that, when I go to play video games, I might – my little brother's in Japan right now. So I might hop on at like 2 o'clock in the morning to play with him. And so it's like you – know, I, I have to – and so because of that, I have a unique scenario where like I, I've gotten people from – oops, bump the table. I have people from like England watching me play games and then joining the lobby being like, hey, where are you guys from? I'm like, oh, I'm from America. They're like, oh, that's that makes sense. Where's, where is this guy? He's like, oh, he's in Japan. And it's like – that's incredible that I'm playing with people all across the world and now it's to the point where I can actually make money doing it even if it's uh, just a small amount and even if I put it all back into it where like I just buy nicer camera equipment or nicer sound equipment, things like that, you know, it's it's just, uh, it's a fun way to justify a hobby. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got for about a year running with Six Siege and um, oh my God, that game's so good. drawing suffered. Yeah. <laughs> But but then again, I created a community. Some people who I talk to almost daily, I kind of miss, and so I do contact them other ways. But they're always asking me, "Hey, you gonna come back? You gonna come back?" And go, if I come back, I'm gonna get sucked in. And even though that game's already like three, four, five years old, I'm just gonna want to play it all, all over again, or even the newest game, whatever that is. So it, it, it can to me it was like it was a great thing community wise, but a time suck. 
Oh, I, I forced myself to put it to the weekend now because I kept having I, I got a couple of really good friends on there on uh, I play on PlayStation. I have a couple of really good friends on there now that like they'll message me all the time like when are you getting on and like ones from North Carolina, ones from uh, San Diego, right? So they're like all over the country. But it was funny because uh, when I when I stream, I do live video, and this is still my backdrop. I'm just a little clay. My TV's over there. And uh, it's funny because I actually had somebody who I was chatting with for a while asking me about the books and we were playing video games. So I, I even connected over stuff like this because I was playing video games randomly with people. So yeah, you can make some amazing connections. On, and, and that's the same with comics I was saying earlier. It's so hard to find your fans because your fans could be a lawyer, they could be a doctor, or they could be the guy that's street, you know, sweeping the streets. Like you have no idea where your fans might be hiding. And that's why it's... It's good to make as much content as possible on as many platforms as possible so that it's accessible by anybody from anywhere. It's, it's funny how you, you bring up the book again. Now, you have a bookshelf for a reason because books, those books mean something to you. And they're like a vacation that you want to go back to at some point on some day. And that's why we have bookshelves is to put those things up there because – that was whether it was uh, hours or weeks or days of fun or, or enjoyment or uh, like yours a lot of them are, are learning marketing and stuff like that you're going to revisit them whether because there's a, something you don't want to ever forget or uh, just an adventure you always want to have and uh, making good books comics uh, in this community is very important if we can get the uh, the people who buy uh, superheroes and, and mainstream comics to, to just open up a little bit and realize there's a lot of good comic books out there that aren't being done by Marvel or DC. You just have to be willing to, to, to try them. Some of them may be a little bit more expensive because they're crowdfunding. But if you try them, trust me, you'll like them. Now, I don't even read anything that is uh, any more superheroes done by mainstream comics anymore because it's it's already been done to me it's everything is like uh, i've already read this this has already been done this is yeah it's just like recycled basically right yeah my favorite books over the last two or three years were like velvet uh, um lark black Uh monday murders um uh, uh, sword daughter those are those are my top four or five books that I read over the last couple of years, and, and they're the books I, I preach all the time, um, because there's good stuff out there. You know, granted I've read a lot of independent books, but there's still stuff being done by guys that did work at Marvel and DC that is being done either at Image or somewhere else, and it's still good. They still produce good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, be like totally tangent. What's this one? I know we tangent off all the questions we had, so that's good. <laughs> that's how you know we're having fun. <laughs> yeah, so, questions for you guys? Do you guys make uh, comic books? Yes. Yeah, that's what this guy is right here. I keep in the backdrop. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. cover artist is from Chicago. He's uh, New Leaf Comics. New Leaf Comics. He was the episode on our podcast where that block was in the, <laughs> on the screen the entire time. Yeah, so we um, gave him a nice shout out. We're uh, you guys have, uh, trouble crowdfunding those comics. Um, so I paid for <laughs> so I paid for this comic through my paychecks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it it was a lot of money. Oh, really good. Yeah, that's yeah, good. 
So the lettering is getting redone <laughs> by because he lettered it, and yeah. there was like I'm a, not a letter. I, just, I was first. I, I was first asking for a letterer, uh, like a while ago, like back in like April or March, and then I was like, I I just want the comic out. So he's like, I'll letter it, and I was like, All right, <laughs> this is gonna go one or two ways, <laughs> and uh, it looked like it went pretty well, huh? It, oh, it, it, it's not bad. It could have been worse. So but, uh, I got yeah. a couple reviews. Uh, one review was by my friend that has a blog called uh, EffectiveNerd.com. Uh, it's all indie, like anything indie. So uh, <laughs> you could check that blog out. But um, uh, he reviewed our comic, and the only thing bad he said was the lettering. And then Hector uh, of New Leaf Comics, he said the only thing that was like, that needed a little work was the lettering because some of the uh, letters or words are a little too close to the close bubbles, to the yeah. bubbles. <laughs> and then there's another guy that just said something because uh, we are doing a kickstarter for this book but we're making a deluxe edition and with the deluxe edition there's going to be um five more pages six more pages six more pages and so six more pages of story and um the lettering is getting redone by a guy that actually lettered one of my favorite indie comics right now it's called broke down and four dead bodies i don't know if you heard of it no i haven't uh travis gibb is the writer um can't tell if Todd froze. Yeah, I don't know. Sad that he's really good at not moving. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't. Sorry, I'm going through your guys' website right now. Oh, no problem. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, th- th- yeah, I built that website too. It's yeah. it's it's functional. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of people like the website. I, I I put it together so that it worked. I uh, still I still have a lot of work I have to do on it, but um. Yeah, at least it's functional. That was my goal. <laughs> so we're launching our Kickstarter for the deluxe edition. Uh, yeah, you went away. Um, September 2nd. So we're giving the preview link to like a bunch of different creators and like people that actually were successful on Kickstarter. And I'm like, so what can I change on this uh, story page or whatever? So it looks better and they're actually giving me like pointers that's pretty cool yeah it looks great um did you guys write it i wrote it i uh, wrote the entire trilogy of that uh it's it's a he wrote a basically a thousand page book a year or two years ago no it was way longer ago uh, oh, oh, the book. Sorry, that was five years ago. Yeah. yeah, but about two years ago, he broke it down into a screenwrite, like how you would how you would. Um, what's it called story like storyboarding like he wrote it out like that without the images and um essentially uh after taking those first <laughs> first we had those drawn by a comic uh or you know he had them drawn by a comic uh artist that um that was probably a year and a half ago yeah he and, was more skateboarding yeah and so. and it wasn't and well I'm, i look it over and i'm just like this doesn't make any sense and then i look over because I, I didn't know what he had handed to him and we were looking it's like oh this is like a storyboard these when you when you create a storyboard each of those is like an animated section but you can't animate a comic book when it's in print right and so we were i was like okay let's take each of these 
panels or each of these storyboards and break them into panels so that we can actually illustrate what's going on. So there, we actually had the comic book drawn up at one point and it, it was it wasn't like the artwork was terrible. It, it wasn't wh where we wanted to go with it eventually anyways, but um, it was a uh, it was it didn't make any sense and not not because of the artist. It was because the it, you can't capture a moving section in a single panel and that's kind of what kept happening is we had multiple scenes where like six things were happening and it's like you can't you can't do that in a comic book panel right right yeah so then uh, it, and uh, so that was probably eight months ago that we had this started yeah yeah and so yeah, and like... so then the physical printed one was about eight months ago we had this started when did we print them may may yeah of this year yeah yep uh, um, this one is... We should get these numbers. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think I remember thinking uh, that I think it's I... 19. It's something like that. Because the six more pages is like 24, five pages, so... I think there's 19. It, it looks like a lot of fun. I, I, I hope you guys uh, succeed at crowdfunding this book. Yeah, I would like that very much. Because <laughs> uh, how I write is sort of like there's a movie going on in my head for this entire story and then he's like wow you so you write more like if you were like a director for like a movie now write like you're an actual writer yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but basically he, he he comes up with like a really good plot line and i'm like that's awesome but you're like jumping around missing these little segments where like if you're watching a movie or reading a comment or comic the, all of those sections are uh, important. And so then I'll just go through a nitpick and I'm like, dive deeper here, dive deeper here, dive deeper here. And then after a few renditions, you know, it, it ends up being pretty good. And then, uh, then, then what we do is we finally break it down into panels. We realize, oh, there's even more detail that's needed. And so just, just diving deeper and deeper, it gets really fun. We lose Todd. Yeah, we definitely yeah, lost Todd. Like, yeah, if you can like give him the link or something. He should have the link. You, you messaged him on oh, Facebook, yeah. right? Because I he like definitely froze. Yeah. Oh, and... so this is this is a recorded show, right? We're not live. It's live, but it's not. It's, it's recorded. Unlisted yeah. On it's, uh, yeah, it's unlisted. That's uh, basically so the way that we record it. Just because uh, you know we're simpletons, we have <laughs> I have my computer over there that right. that has uh, OBS running and it's watching our hangouts. You notice how we have our logo in there. You see it on the bottom? Uh, oh yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's because we're logged in twice, but it's over on our... Yeah, this is so, like, breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> All right, that's okay. the camera, right? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, so it's uh, basically recording it through that. And on Anchor, it's, you know, we, we just run them straight through. It's fun. You know, we we, yeah. we kind of like not, the, the no. Joe Rogan experience style. If yeah. people start oh, freaking right. out and yelling at you know, people, it's fine. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Well, I, I think we're going to do a live stream here in a, in a little bit, and um, like uh, you guys are more than welcome to come watch if you want to. Oh, nice. Um, it, uh, it's going to be our, our second uh, live stream as far as just Todd and I on the show, and uh, we're, we're just trying to be really clickbaity with our title and, and the subject, and uh, we're going to see how that works out. Like, Emma Watson <laughs> joins us. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, uh, what, what is it that you guys are going to be doing for the live stream? It's uh, uh, top ten life changing tips for comic artists. Number four will shock you. 
funny. So like Buzzfeed. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. We did one yesterday, and it, it, it has already about sixty views. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Very nice. Um, yeah, we, we were doing that live stream yesterday, and in the chat, phone was like. Did you go? He's already passed number four. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. Our title was a clickbait title. And uh, it was like top ten. Uh, yeah. Top, re- top ten reasons why comics suck or something like that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh. But, uh, it's that, that gorilla gorilla marketing that you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, it's, seriously, like people underestimate it because... Uh, you know, actually, back to Gary Vaynerchuk again. One of the things that he'll do for all of his platforms is he'll periodically make a piece of content that he knows will not do good. And he'll do that a few times. And therefore increase the cost of the, um, the individual seats. Not by a lot, but enough to replace those missing seats. Every single time, those airlines do worse. And so they move the seats back and they make them tight because people are always more willing to pay a lower price for flights than they are willing to uh, pay a slightly more for that better leg room. Gary, definitely. Yeah, $5 difference on that plane ticket, you know. Which is ridiculous because if you think about it, if you're on a plane for six hours, $5 should be nothing. You should be like, yes, hell yeah, five bucks, I want more leg room, right? And it's probably more like 20 or 30 bucks, but people are still like, no, no, like that's, that's a ton of money. And it's like, I guess if you're flying every single day, it might be, but like, you know, not a lot of people are flying all the time. Right, so so right. it's, it's definitely, um, so when people, what is it? She, yeah, it's right here. Yeah. This is one of my, uh, favorite, uh, books on psychology. It's called predictably, uh, wait, ah, pre- predictably irrational. There we go. I gotta say all these fun words. And it, it's, it's all about the fact that people do things completely irrationally, but in a predictable manner. And if you can learn what those are, um, it's much easier to interact with people. Oh, yeah. There's a psychology behind working with people to get them to buy your stuff. And uh, it's it's crazy the little things that that will turn people off from from buying uh, your products. Like um, if you you notice over on Kickstarter or Indiegogo, books that are underneath $20 don't do as well as books that are over $20. That's interesting. See, that's that's huge, huge information to know. Like that's it. It is funny that I, ironically, where's that one? I got a book called <laughs> Smart Pricing. I do. I really do. <laughs> I have a book called Smart Pricing, which I can't seem to find at the moment. Probably there's, I, there's, a, there's another thing I noticed about uh, crowdfunding is if you set your goal where it doesn't look like you're gonna pay your talent a livable wage that doesn't do well for <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah this right here is smart pricing the whole point of this book is essentially a talking about how some people um like you can price things more expensive and people are more likely to buy them right like yeah. things like that like that's just one technique but uh there's a a salesman grant cardone he talks about that all the time where if he tries to sell somebody a $3,000 product and they don't want it, he's like, oh, I have this other product that's $10,000, right? And the guy's complaint was the money because people don't realize people, – people make a judgment on emotions first and then they justify it with logic. So they might justify that your product isn't worth $3,000 based on their emotional feeling that it wasn't worth it to begin with. But if you give them what they really, really, really want – 
Yeah, here's a million dollars. I don't care. I want that thing. That's <laughs> the thing that I want. And so, you know, yeah, price pricing is all um it's all based on value and yeah, if they if if you if you charge the right amount and you're not underselling yourself or honestly overselling yourself, um then, you know, that's how you get people to be interested in it. You don't you don't try to um It's funny cuz you don't want to maneuver the money to trick them. But I, but it's funny because you actually have to maneuver it to make sure that it's actually the right value. Because if it's not the right value, it will then trick them. Because it could be the greatest comic book ever written, but if you charge too little, they might perceptually see it as not as valuable. And so coincidentally, by not worrying about the money, you're actually tricking people. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's a very uh, – it's it, that's why like the predictably irrational. It's like it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. It's, and that's why my book should be hundred dollars a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's it's worth so damn much. Like it definitely it's be three thousand dollars. Yeah, think. there definitely is a lot to like research on crowdfunding though. Oh yeah. Now, when originally, one of you guys contact me because you guys somebody said we are trying to do the same thing over here. That you're trying to do with income TV, and I thought, oh wow, cool. Now, um, if you ever guys want to do something together, uh, even a live stream, or because there's actually ways to have it be on both live. Oh, 100 percent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, you let us know because we we'd love to do stuff like that and sort of create create a bigger sphere of what we're trying to reach. Well, what, one thing I was thinking of, because you guys are working a lot on YouTube and we haven't, um, we just honestly haven't had the time or resources to get to that yet. One of the things that we're looking to do, and we don't care who uh, works with it, because we were talking with uh, New Leaf about this, having creators who have gotten to a certain level creating YouTube videos for teaching purposes. And instead of just creating their own channel, which they can, they can feel free to do that, if they wanted to, they can put it on our channel, or they can put it on your channel. Because the point isn't to, um, the point isn't to draw attention to just you; is to draw it to the indie community. And so, if we get it to the community, so people are aware that, like, that's why we have the hashtag Indie Revolution. We're trying, we're not trying to make everyone see Cyrenova Comics. We're trying to get everyone to see, oh, look, there's so many other things that exist, and this is just a pool that I can reach into and grab from. Right and, and and that pool has so many more things than just yeah the typical Marvel DC where it's like you know what you're gonna get instead it's like wow like I didn't realize there's horror comics like if you ask people I, what a comic book I, is right yeah like, like before they, I even Spider-Man. started this yeah before I even started this uh, I like comics but I didn't know there was like ever really horror comics then I discovered Afterlight Studios I don't know if you've ever heard of them they're they it's really good uh they have the comic windigo wood um ghost island ghost island's like an entrepreneur it's like jurassic park meets horror so uh an entrepreneur gets stuck on an island and he has to like deal with like ghosts on an island um uh there's a new one called stay awake which is about like sleep paralysis so it dives into that uh, there's another one that you just did, but yeah. yeah, but that's just one. That's even just one genre. Like, like what's we and have? I love um, horror. We have so. was it historical fiction as well? Yeah. Like, there's things like that, like that are really entertaining for, and specifically, some people will like way more than others. 
and they don't even realize that that's that's in the comic book world too. Like <laughs> the comic book world could be anything. Yeah, it's not just superheroes. Yeah, like, <laughs> and actually, yeah, like the, like that one I was showing earlier, the IT comics. That that that's all like cyberpunk, uh, future dystopian stuff. There's no, it's not superheroes. Right. Right. It's like Blade Runner. Yeah, I, I wish I thought as an idea because steampunk was so popular that I would do some kind of comic that was sort of steampunk. If you're ever going to do that, you want to do that before Borderlands 3 comes out and start targeting the people that are interested in that. Right. Yeah. But it's a very technical type of... I like to be detailed and my drawings are kind of realistic, so doing something like that is is a troublesome... Whenever you put a lot of gear and stuff on somebody, (laughs) that's where I have a little bit of trouble because then you start manipulating that body to certain angles and then that gear has to look a certain way to actually fool you know you're trying to create an illusion of line and you've got to try to fool the reader into you know uh, overcoming any any sort of faults of that detail and really just one of those things where you draw yourself in a corner when it when th- for me when things have too much gear too much uh, too much line work you know, mm. the, the human form I have zero problem with. Human form with clothes on I have zero problem with. But when you start adding packs and bandoleras and guns and pockets and pouches, it's like that's where I have a little trouble. Hey, you leave know? those pouches alone. I <laughs> <laughs> belong there. No, it's funny. Yeah, you should. You should. Uh, I've seen a lot of people that have done. Um, like you know the cyberpunk style and a lot of them i saw draw clocks first like the inner working of a clock and like i mean like a watch like all the gears and just perfecting the drawing of those because they're so like the just the way that they um when someone sees that they just assume mechanical perfection right like that's why it's like it's an art like that's why a handmade watch is massively expensive because it's beautiful but it also just makes sense, even though most people looking at it couldn't tell you all the stuff going on in there. Right. And so that, that, that's one of the things I've seen where people have, have drawn that and then switched to cyberpunk. Uh, or uh, <sighs> yes, yeah, cyberpunk, and just been like, oh yeah, look at like it just looks beautiful. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Any more questions on your list? Yes, there is. We just uh, flew out the window with that. Um. What are some obstacles that you've had as a freelancer, and how do you overcome them? Wow, freelancing is an obstacle, right? Because <laughs> you're, you're uh, even in the paying, right? Even in the paying market, you're chasing your money. money. That's always part of it, right? The, the obstacle is um, trying, to, trying to get the, the work done because freelance... You're, you're not getting, okay, granted, these aren't Superman and Batman, or you always wanted to draw Daredevil. You're drawing something that somebody saw that they liked in you, and, and for one thing that people always see that they liked in my style is my ability to draw clothes, right? To show wrinkles and effective shadows that make the illusion really look real. But then I end up drawing slice-of-life type stuff. And, and, and that's sort of a, you got to trudge through that stuff. Uh, um, I got to draw horror for the very first time. I always have turned down a horror stuff whenever anyone's ever asked me. Uh, I've done a few covers and a few things like that, but I've always turned it down because it's not my wheelhouse, right? 
so then I won that contest to, to draw uh, 20 pages in Graveyard Shift 2. And um, that that was tricky, you know, because now I can't turn that down, right? I won a contest. Why would I not want to do something? In the pay was uh, pretty much uh, good scale, uh, independent or uh, small press scale pay, you know, very in line with sort of IDW and, and Boom Studios and stuff like that. So the pay was really pretty good. Um, so I had to sort of push myself through that. Uh, but I was also picked to do a character because I was good with clothes, and my character was sort of a, a blend of uh, Michael Myers and uh, Jason Voorhees. He was wearing a, a cellmate suit, you know, a jumpsuit, and um, just doing the horror. So sometimes you're you're not you're not doing what you're passionate about or what you love. You're doing a job, and and freelance is that. It's a job. You're trying to you're trying to get enough people to be willing to pay you that you can maybe turn down some things and and do some things that you would really like to do but that's a long hard road uh, especially in independent comics because usually you're you're picked by somebody because they think you have something that they know you can do their book right yeah so uh i'm not getting superheroes or I'm not getting uh, monsters, or I'm not getting dragons and, and, and fairy tale stuff. I'm getting what people see me do a lot of, and now you start to get a little bit pigeonholed. So there, those are some of the obstacles of freelance. Chasing the money is always one of them. And um, uh, building a relationship with a writer who realizes, this is kind of tricky, that, that your ideas are you might be presenting ideas because you've already read and go, I, I don't think I could pull that off. I don't think I could pull off another uh, train fight on top of a train. Maybe can't we move this to an amusement park? And, and sort of the story isn't, you're not changing the story. You're just trying to make something that, you know, I think I could do this better. And, and sometimes finding the right writer who you kind of synergize with a little bit better and you guys are in sync and who's willing to realize I'm not trying to change anything you're doing. I just want to change the location of it because I don't think I can pull that off yet. You know, I'm always willing to admit as an artist that my talent, I don't have the education level to pull a certain, certain something off, you know, uh, but there are things I can pull off. And uh, it's just finding a writer who's willing to see that you're not trying to screw with his, his masterpiece and that you're just trying to make it something as great, but something you can do and, and be passionate about. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Joe? What are your hurdles for freelance? As far as like, uh, like walls that we run into? Yeah. Not an actual uh, wall. Well, <laughs> in the beginning it was finding uh, people who wanted to employ you who weren't serious about... Or I shouldn't say that, that. That didn't know how to run a business. <laughs> and so you get, like, if someone doesn't know how to run a business and they employ you, like, as an employee, you start taking on all those, uh, you know, hurdles and pains of, of a new business um, just as much as the, your employer does. Um, right now, uh, being a freelancer, it's how saturated the market is. <laughs> They're everybody and their dog. There's a lot of people. A comic book right now. And so you, it's uh, having to uh, cut down your pay um, just to, you know, keep busy. Um, 
But if you're smart and you're a comic book artist, you're going to want to make your own stuff, right? You don't want to work with anybody else anymore. Um, uh, but, uh, I mean, that doesn't mean you don't hire your writers or, or your graphic designers or anything like that. But, uh, um, I mean, there's just all this opportunity to make your own book and sell it to your, your own personal fans, um, as an artist, it's really easy to get fans because you, you have a visual medium and you can show them what you're able to do. But, um, yeah, that's a, that's what I would say was the, for the hurdles of freelancing. Um, but, uh, sorry if that wasn't... <laughs> that's kind of good. <laughs> owning, owning your work is something that we keep hearing a lot of the... Uh, it's probably why a lot of the pros are... are finding that you know the, the the market is shrinking right there dc cut their books down to what 50 50 books or something and, and a lot of those guys uh for instance like aaron lapresti who's doing garbage man the, these guys are coming to the indie market and they're now you have actual pro competition uh i think i've been hearing that uh sean gordon murphy is going to crowdfund next year a book uh, this is a guy who's, to me, is really on the top of his game as far as, you know, doing uh, great storytelling and exquisite work, you know. Um, so this is, a, if you're here to get, it's, like we talked about money, this is not a get-rich scheme. This is this is hard work, low pay, passion. you got to love it. you got to trudge through it sometime. Um, sometimes it's a grind. Sometimes it's uh, like you go into sort of a depression because you haven't, you, if you're inking or if you're penciling and inking your own work, uh, I was, you know, it took me till about, uh, I had 60 days to do Graveyard Shift 2, uh, 20 pages. I couldn't start until 10 days in because I was working on another crowdfunder. And um, so I, I ended, up, ended up only with 50 days. The f I was really... Uh, like it was really getting to me in my head. I was kind of having a little bit of trouble. Actually, the first the first three pages are the best, right? And then the middle is really it's, it's good. It's good. And then there's a couple pages near the end where I I, I really I really wish I could redo. Their, Those their, last pages hurt the worst sometimes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because the the writer got a little bit. He's a really good writer. His name is Von Kloss. He has a book that's called Monster MD, and it got a little. Uh, repetitive because I had that guy I had the monster who didn't run after people who the people made mistakes as they were running away right well, I gotta jump in this car and this car won't start so he's just walking and lumbering forward <laughs> very Jason style <laughs> right so he's eventually gonna get to you and that's what I had so I had six people I had to kill all in that way and it was just really really got repetitive for me to go how do I make this interesting and um, Dragon Ball Z is screaming. <laughs> if I had it to do all over again, there's a lot of things I would do differently. But it, it, it's 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 a learning experience. Again, I would if if horror comes my way, I'm gonna go back to turning it down. Put it that way. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, actually, yeah, this this is a book I read recently, The War of Art. Um, it's by uh, was it Stephen Pressfield? Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's uh, it's all about yeah just trudging through because uh, he called he has something called the resistance which is just that thing that prevents you from starting your work and from finishing it and it fights you the whole way through it but it does talk about like you know how 
to, to get started is one of the hardest, but even to finish is, is sometimes harder. Like getting through that last page, it's just like, ah, oh, just look, distraction, anything else but the thing I'm trying to do right yeah. now. <laughs> yep. No, that's why yeah, it's funny. I, I've, I've always been, you know, one thing that I, I've stressed here at home and trying to do this as a business is I have to meet my deadline. It doesn't matter what, what the case is because you miss one deadline at this level that I'm at. That could ruin your your ability to do this for good. Dad, yeah. I broke my leg. Take yourself to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had a, a I had some work for Zenoscope that was uh, eight pages that I had to do in twelve days, and and that meant I had to and it was sort of a it was a Halloween special, and I had to draw all of the character the, the four main girls, uh, um, Robin Hood. Lizelle, who's like a, the vampire hunter, and uh, I forget the two other girls, and I had to draw four of them. I had the sequences, like they were telling ghost stories. So they were dishing out can- uh, candy on the steps, and each individual character would go into her own ghost story, which was then drawn by uh, other another team, written and drawn by another team. So I had the things that connected them all together. Uh, and I had eight, eight days to do 12 pages, and I and I, I made that deadline. Of course, the other people doing their stuff didn't, so that book never saw print. But that's <laughs> that sucks. It, it, it's it's not you know what, and you don't get their their contract was thirty days after print. So I did my work. I made my deadline, and I didn't get paid because other people didn't. Ouch. That's yeah. Tough. Very tough game. That's one thing, uh, it's good for any freelancer of any type, honestly, is to know how to work contracts with people because, like, yeah, you, you definitely, if you're an artist, you don't want it, so it's like, yeah, you get paid when I print it, you know, where's the asterisk for the if you don't print it, like, you know, like, that's definitely a huge deal, like, I, I do web design, like, that's, um, I had a friend of mine bring me a potential client, and I'm reading over the contract they want me to put my own name on, and I'm like, this this thing was for somebody charging per hour. I'm charging for a project, and it allows you to cancel at any moment. If I'm not charging per hour, you could cancel halfway through my work, and I've spent days of unpaid labor. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. If I was gonna do that, I'd charge three times as much just in case. You know, like, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. But uh. That is actually a good point that, that I kind of just came to organically was that um, watch out for small press. Their contracts are, they don't pay that well and the contracts are, are structured a certain way. Um, so if you're late or, or someone else is late, um, it could cause you to end up doing a lot of work that you didn't end up getting paid for, which it, it was fine by the way, because it was a learning experience. It was like my second contracted work. Um, <laughs> And so I, I was glad to do it. And it would have been a great exposure if the book had gotten out there. And um, and the pages, they're, they're, they're not bad. It was a tricky, a tricky, I had all the segue stuff. So it was tricky stuff, you know. And, of course, they were they were all on the steps, these four girls, their four main characters, drinking wine and handing out candy. <laughs> really weird because this book had a, a little girl in it who who's dressed like Robin Hood. Cause she's like her looks up to her and at the very end ends up getting shot by one of robin by an arrow of one of robin hood's uh <coughs> arch nemesis 
And so she finally, she makes it back to them, uh, like, in bad shape. And I'm like, this, this, this is not a book for kids. <laughs> I mean, they're drinking wine. There's a little girl that gets shot. I don't know, I don't know who they're making their books for. Um, so it's tricky, tricky, tricky stuff, you know, the, the freelance market. For our comic, just a heads up. It's not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> there's just uh, swearing and uh, yeah, no. Uh, there's... Are you guys talking about milking? Is that the book? No, no, no. no, so, no. That's, that, so yeah, yeah that's, uh, what's Josh's last name? Uh, Saxon. Sa- yeah, that's Josh Saxon's work. Um, yeah, he, he's, uh, yeah, we, we were helping promote him, but that's, yeah, that's, yeah, we didn't, we didn't, we weren't involved in the creation of that. I don't know. Yeah. I actually, he sent me a copy of that to review for him, uh, last awesome. year. Very cool. Um, and, uh, I never, I, I didn't have, it wasn't a bad book as far as aesthetics, but the story was kind of all over the place. And, uh, so I, I told him, like, you don't want me to review your book, um, but it's good art, you know, it's really good art. But, uh, By the way, yeah, I'm, even giving him personal review, that's the other thing too that people don't realize as indie comic creators is that a lot of people are afraid of what they're going to hear, but it, honestly, it's the stuff you don't hear that's more concerning. You want it, you want to hear that kind of stuff because if you if you never release a comic, you'll never get better. But if you release one and people you know judge you, yeah, you might lose a couple people up front, but there's a couple people you would have never got to begin with if it was never released. And now that you have people reviewing it, critiquing it, and looking at it, like that's super helpful because now you know, oh, the people who enjoyed my work didn't like this, so I know I can now lean into this a little more and fix that one spot. And now you that's, again, how you build that relationship with those thousand true fans is like really getting at the uh, the core of like what they want. And, you know, there is something to be said about what you're talking about because I try to conduct myself 99 percent of the time the same way is whenever somebody doesn't like something of mine i say you know what i really appreciate you looking maybe i'll hit the mark with you on the next piece um i i hope you know i i really appreciate your, your comment and your time um I, i'm gonna endeavor to do something that you eventually like and just through that interaction they're like okay you know what this guy's trying because I'm not, you know, I'm, a, I'm an artist learning, and, and it's never, it's always an education, right? It's, you're never, unless I become Travis Charest overnight, it's not going to happen, right? So I'm always going to be pushing myself to be better, to get better, and, and I've won that guy over because of how I dealt with him. And you know what? He may not even like the next thing, but he'll see, oh, this guy's making some kind of marked improvement, or he, he did hit this particular note, Um You've, you've made a fan for life or, or, or a somebody you know that who may potentially be a customer for life yeah absolutely it, 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 so I take my criticism um, that way all the time like you know what I, I understand this one didn't didn't hit your you know hit you in the fields I'll try again hit you in the fields yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's why I only printed like I asked people I was like okay so our first comic is out and I can uh, we go through a dropshipping company that prints comics called uh, Ready Comics. We're actually trying to uh, grow a partnership with them, so we're trying to get all, any indie co- comic creator to like go under us to go to them. Yeah, we're kind of, we're trying to make it so like you know when it, whenever you order something in bulk, you end up getting a discount. 
but the problem is that indie creators never like not round never rarely order in the amount of bulk that would be satisfying enough for that discount or for like the bigger discounts so we're trying to work a deal with them where if we can increase their flow by a certain amount can we increase that um you know discount at lower rates if people are coming through us so basically by being like uh you know like an affiliate with us and going through us and being like oh i'm sent here by sierra nova comics to get this printed that you could get a discount through them if we can incre uh, just increase the amount of work that they're going to have to do, essentially. So you're, you're, are you basically trying to create a schedule of, hey, these five books wanted to go in September, but we held them back a little bit. We're all going to go in October to get a bigger uh, discount. Potentially. So, so, what, what, so right now what we're trying to do is we're trying to first get a pool of people that we know we can get to go to them. And once we have a number, then we're, cause we've already, we've actually talked with the owner. It was very funny. I, the very, the, I accidentally stumbled across them because we, I followed them on Instagram. Well, that's not even how I found them though. Oh. Like the way, cause I, you, you figured out that we, you were doing that after I looked them up oh, accidentally. Yeah. But what happened was I, I got followed by a company called Printify on my phone. And so that was good marketing by them by just, you know, f spam following me. Right. So I found them. I'm like, oh, what do they do? And I looked them up. I'm like, oh, they do drop shipping, like print T-shirts, right? Like they'll, they'll print a T-shirt uh, on demand and send it. And it's a pretty damn good discount for printing one-offs, right? And so what ends up happening is because of that, I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's a drop shipping company for comic books. I doubt it because it's probably pretty niche, but I'll look into it. And I found Ready Comics. He, he's like, oh, I think I follow them on Instagram. So we look into them. I go to their website. I check out all their stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I was looking for. So I called their phone number. I talked to the secretary. I start describing what it is that – what our goal is, like our whole – like you know, building this indie community, trying to get a bunch of people together um, so that we can help uh, you know, revolutionize the comic book industry in a totally different way. And like halfway through that conversation, she's like, well, one second. Let me, let me get somebody else on the phone. <laughs> And so she, and I go, Oh, awesome. Like, she's like, I'm going to get the owner. I'm like, great. So it's funny cause the owner's name is Greg. So I was like, Oh, that's, that's hilarious. Like this is, <laughs> so, uh, I, I end up uh, getting him on the phone. I start telling him all this and he's like, Oh wow. He's like, we actually were trying to do that years ago, but it's just, you know, the amount of work we're doing just for this one part of it, which is kind of like I was saying earlier, like if you guys are doing YouTube, like that's great. Like you guys like let's let you guys we'll do just that. promote the shit out of you yeah because like obviously we can't handle everything and our goal isn't to be the only we don't want to be the bottleneck for anyone we want to be you know the the fan to, for the flames right and so the whole point is that i when we told him that he's like oh that's exactly what we wanted to do is to start reaching more indie creators and start building out that community so i talked to them and i said if, if we can try to um basically increase your workload uh, by being a continual promoter and like a partner with them, is there a way that we can start um, being able to get discounts for people? And he's like, once w once we get our numbers up, uh, to give them a call back essentially and chat with them. But uh, I know that they're ramping up produc productions. Uh, they've bought more um, printing machines. I forgot what they're called, but yeah. <laughs> the printing machines. <laughs> and um, so basically, yeah, that's that's our goal is that if we if we can be a funnel for them to help to also help indie creators there's uh another tangent i one of my favorite books is sam walton's made in america it's based on walmart and before people forget before 1992 many 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 people really loved walmart because they could finally get the thing they wanted at a good price and the big thing was that 
the way that Walmart worked, and it still kind of works this way, is if Walton could actually get a discount on, a, say, a mug, he wouldn't then just still sell it for $10. He would drop his price, too, to help the customer. And that's I love that concept so much that that's what I do with anything. If I can save money somehow, I want to save whoever we're also selling to, right? Like, that's that's our goal is to figure out a way to um, simply, you know, you know, help help out in the middle if we can and help out on the outskirts if we can. Hmm. We'll definitely have to talk off, off air about uh, creating this kind of partnership that you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. That's why when are, I are like... We, are we uh, forming a merger? Is that what yeah, we we definitely have like tons of um tons of people that we've been talking with cuz uh e- even like New Leaf Comics like he was like the first that we ever talked to like well, on Instagram we just Yeah, did, we, like, we had a, like a video chat and just yeah, chatted was, with him. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. And, it lasted like hours. <laughs> it was funny too cuz the whole reason he talked to us was when we first started, we had no comic books on our website and so we were trying to convince random people to put their comic books on our website and be like, "Listen, our goal is to help you guys out." We 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 take a very very small percentage of our so what we do is we have like a Netflix style people pay for a month uh, or pay per month and then they have access to a catalog um, and uh, that's forever it, growing it's, yeah it's very much like you know Comicsology but the goal is to be as diverse as possible and obviously Comicsology uh, hosts Marvel so it's kind of limited on what you what you're going to be seeing there. And so that's our goal is to get like this huge uh, indie platform with comic books that are all digital so anyone can find them, eventually push that towards print. So say, you know, comic book A is doing really well, maybe print off a couple of those or get them in our uh, printed store, which we don't have yet uh, set up just because we're still working on all that. But if we can get, um, you know, a comic book creator on there, that's what we're trying to do. So we're trying to convince people and they're like what are you selling? Like, what, how are you going to be screwing me? And we're like, literally we came up with an idea to put our comic books online and we're like, Hey, I wonder if anyone else needs help with this. We should just help out. <laughs> so we had to keep like, I can't, I, I can't tell you how many times we had somebody like confused why we were trying to help them out. We're you like, were first explaining like an hour to him, to Hector, uh, new leaf. Like he's just like, but like, what's the catch? I was like, there literally <laughs> is no catch. Like, like we, we don't tell creators they can't put their platform anywhere or their comic book anywhere. We don't care if they print with someone else. They don't care if they publish with someone else. As long as we're not infringing on whatever the other publishers, you know, doing obviously. But um, it, the whole point is like, it, we're just trying to be another platform, another potential source of revenue uh, for these creators. And yeah, so we get him on yeah Instagram and he, we chat and he's like, you know, at the very end, he's like, I'm really glad we had this talk because that's all I needed to hear. Like, I am 100% on board. I'm going to start promoting you guys. I'm going to start, you know, doing X, Y. I was like, oh, like, that's what, that's the whole reason we were doing it was to help people. And the second we got through to a couple people like that, it, it definitely started growing. Like, people, people really appreciate it because we're not trying to, <laughs> we're not trying to, like, take as much as we possibly can. We're trying to take the least that we can and be sustainable and as long as that's you know, as long as we can continue to do that, that's what we're going to try to do. Yeah, the, the Indycom uh, model. When I sent out the pitch, it said in there that no one individual will gain anything other than the networking and the cross marketing of your book. But if the channel becomes monetized, it's not you know we we either plan to to. Put a portion of it towards charity, 
and then apportion it towards marketing and building a bigger brand. But nothing to go into anybody's pocket or anything like that. Maybe we might do like sponsored ads for a book we're really behind or something like that. But it, yeah, it's not. Anycom TV doesn't is not meant to uh, to be something where any one of us, me, Joe, or, or a guy named uh, Evan, uh, are making any money at it because we don't plan to at all. You know. That's, that's awesome. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, with the videos for, like, uh, teaching other creators and, like, people that are coming up uh, out of nowhere, like, new creators, um, we have the idea of, do you know what Udemy is or uh, Skillshare? Uh, so, this is how he learned, like, web design stuff. Yeah, they're basically, like, online schools where you can buy a class, but the classes can be created by anyone. Typically, like, Udemy, it's, like, $10 to $200. You buy it once, and then you just own the class. On Skillshare, you pay, like, something like $10 a month, and then you just get access to a catalog. Um, but Udemy, I've gone on there, and, yeah, that's how I learned how to do web development. And that's what – that's where you're kind of, like – yeah, we're – David Finch has some classes on there. Yeah, there's there's a ton of big name people on there. Um, yeah. And uh, but yeah, th that's basically we wanted to try to get that, but at like a not at a smaller scale, but in a smaller sense of like you know, say there's anyone who's a creator needs to get to the next level. Sometimes learning from Da Vinci might not be as valuable if you don't know how to pick up a pencil yet, right? So like we're we're trying to get some of like the people who are just picking their they've already elevated to the next level and so we're trying to help carry some other people with them and then maybe have another level where you can get more people up and that's kind of the point is uh, you know, we, we want to have we want to be like the free resource hub for that kind of stuff and again that's why we, we don't care like we don't need to be the printers of the comics we can go to ready comics right so we don't need to make everything we just want to be a place where we can redirect right <laughs> yeah 305 redirect that's, like, that's our whole goal <laughs> so uh Resources. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, if someone needs help lettering, we can get someone that's really good at lettering to like be like, "This is how you letter," and then you just watch the videos and you'll learn. Yeah, and then and then even uh, aside from that too, uh, we also want it to be. Uh, you were mentioning before, like you know, as as we as we grow, we want to be able to help other people out, and so one of the things we want to do is. Like like you were saying, like you're, you're, people appreciate how you draw clothes. Well, the whole point is we'd like to almost have a catalog of freelancers that isn't just like freelancer.com where like, hey, can somebody help me? And 3,000 people spam you. We want to be almost like uh, the, the people that are like, oh, we're looking for someone to do horror and we can filter that for them. They don't have, to, you don't have to worry about that. We can be like, oh, we got these three guys under these three price ranges. What do you think? Right? And so, you know, it's it's, it's making it, we're basically trying to make it as easy as possible for people to create comics, to create better comics, and to build a community around um, all of that. Smart, because nothing is, is nothing is worse than those posts that you see on Facebook is, hey, uh, I'm looking for an artist for 10 pages. Uh, Budget's $10. That's <laughs> literally a post the first guy, The first guy gives his honest answer, and then, then you start a chain. Where the next guy is underbidding, 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 and underbidding. One dollar. You're not. Yeah. You know what? That's not how you, you should seek out your talent. Basically. Yeah. And like you're saying, we'll help you seek out your talent, but you should never just throw a blanket post up there and go, "Oh, I'm looking for an artist," because that's not the way to do it. Go find the guy that you think is perfect for your thing, 
and then ask him, when are you available? Because you want to build a pro team as best as you can. Because uh, you, if you do the whole thing, I'm look, you know, I'm on a budget. You'll get what you pay for. Yeah, yeah who knows? <laughs> it, it it is funny too because uh, one of the things like like to to be straightforward too like we do want to eventually make money with our company but one of the other reasons why i want to do that is that i want to actually have it so say we have someone on our digital platform and they can see comic books right so we, we have analytics that are checking how many people are viewing these comics so i want to be able to go ooh, this one comic has 300 times the views as any other comic. There is right? a comic that gets yeah, which there like is. 70. Um, and something. then what we want to do is, because we would have resources financially, we would print the comics for the creators and bring them to conventions that we'll be paying to go to. And so with that, we would actually end up going, oh, hey, and basically, yeah, like that. that's like, we, we want to be so much uh, in the works of all that so that there, like, there's... We don't want there to ever be an excuse that someone who is talented is lost due to the fact that they, you know, someone that they're not out there. The starving artist thing is gonna like die. Yeah, that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of the goal is to make sure like if you if you if because first off like obviously if your work's not good you have to get better at your work so keep working and on your craft. Some people yeah. need to learn that. Yeah some, people, <laughs> yeah, some people also need that reality check. Hence, create the comic and get the uh, get the judgment and accept it and learn how to accept it and make yourself better. But um, one that is one of our other big, you know, that's our more, our more audacious goal is to get to the point where we can go, okay, these were our five top creators this month. Let's print their comics and we'll bring them to a convention and see if we can sell them that way. And essentially it would still be the same same split. I think for print comics we, we, we were doing a higher split just because we have to take the cost up front. So we need 50, to be able to – 50-50 for that. Yeah, it might be yeah, it might be something like fifty fifty for that. Um, but like for the digital ones, it's something like we take twenty percent or ten yeah. percent. I don't know where it is. It's twenty. Twenty percent, yeah. And so yeah, it's 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 very. Uh, the, our whole goal is to make sure that the artist doesn't have to get screwed because they they don't have money, they don't know how to find people, right? They could just come to us and be like, yeah, as long as your work is good, we're gonna promote it. Like I I took um. I took out Facebook ads for our company and promoted it to San Diego Comic-Con and New York Comic-Con promoting our, our merchandise and only one of the shirts was ours. The rest were other creators. Which was the shirt. Yeah, and it was, was that shirt. And then we had like, I, then I had six other shirts on there that weren't even ours that we would make less money selling those than we would our own. And so like, I, like that's, we don't care about making you know, a ton of money for the sake of making a ton of money. The goal is to build to be a resource hub like that, to be able to help people. Like, like if we find an artist who their stuff's great and they can't get anyone to pay them, maybe we're the ones that buffer it. Right. And then we, then we take a cut later on down the line, as opposed to, you know, ever having someone hindered because of that. Now you guys have, um, you guys keep mentioning this, like uh, digital, you have a digital store where you're hosting comics. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Right now. In, right now. And in, in you're, <laughs> Like what kind of what's your viewer? Which one are you using? Oh, it's um. What the hell's the name of it? Flip, flip, flip something. So, so Flipbook I, 3D. so I, I, like I said, I do web development. So I created a uh, WordPress site, and because WordPress has an infinite number of plugins, um, I just went through a series of plugins. There was one I really wanted, but it was like eighty bucks, and at the time, I'm like, I already spent a lot more than that getting a lot of other stuff together for the company, and so I was like, I'm not gonna get that. I'm just gonna get this free one for now, and I think it's called like Flip, Flip. Oh. Flipbook 3D. There you go. Flipbook and you can actually 3D. like turn. Yeah, you, you can take the comic like 
if you're looking at the comic like this when it first opens, you can take a page, flip it open, like it'll look like this, flip open, yeah, it has and, then you can, and, and then you can like angle the book like this and then zoom in. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty it's pretty awesome. Um, it works. It works pretty good on mobile as well. Eventually, I want a better one just because mobile, um, depending on your phone, obviously, it can uh, it can definitely be a little. Um, uh, a little uh, touchy, <laughs> trying to move it, but uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's really awesome uh, trying to get all that stuff. But that's the whole point. It's like uh, not not every comic book creator needs to be a web developer to get their comic book online. We can handle that, right? That's kind of our goal. That's cool. Um, well, we're I'm at two hours right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were just checking. Okay. Uh, yeah. So show guys yeah absolutely uh, great meeting you too yeah great like, meeting you as well talk some more after we hang up and uh exchange some information and yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> cool all right uh, okay cool yeah well, thanks, for, thanks for having us uh hopefully your audience uh will come check out indycom tv and uh, please subscribe you know obviously we're doing the same kind of thing we're, we're just trying to build a place where the independent creator can come Again, even if it's for a short time while he's crowdfunding, and get uh, our eyes on his books, and he funneled. There, there's no rules about funneling people to your own channel, because <laughs> you know if we have a big one and we grow yours into a big one too, all the better. You know, so there's no rules like that about this is, is cross funnel as many uh, drive people where you want to drive them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask. Um... So uh, basically, uh, yeah, at the end of the podcast, we like to have you list off. Uh, like, if you could have people go to one place, what's the one place you want them to go? Uh, definitely Indycom TV on YouTube. Um, you can find me personally on on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Under if you were to search Todd Maroney, or or uh, Instagram might be Maroney Todd, and Twitter might be Maroney Todd. I don't use any. Uh, phony names or put our name in the description. I don't have a moniker. Um, I'm a little. I'm a bit of an OG. I don't even. I. I. I you know. I don't even know why that happened. I'm sure it's about safety and, yeah. <laughs> and stuff. But I'm too old. Everybody knows where I am, so they can find me. Because it's, it's a business. Why wouldn't you want people to know your name, right? You yeah. Be contacted. Uh, you don't want. You don't want somebody not to contact you because their your name is uh, Casper the Ghost set three seven five. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I know him. Yeah. Guy named Casper the Ghost three seven five because I don't want to say that out loud. Yeah. Nice. Well, we'll keep you on the call for just a second, but we're gonna end the podcast. And uh, so, thanks everyone for joining us.